Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello guys, back chat, another episode. Doug Hawkins this week. AFL Hall of Fame, Western Bulldogs Hall of Fame. He's a, he's a best and fairest winner. Never played in grand final, a great man, but he's had one of the great careers of all time. I mean, he's got a wing name after him, the Doug Hawkins wing at Witten Oval. He was still playing when that happened, by the way. Uh, some classic stories, some all-time classic stories. Spent a lot of time on the footy show as a player and then post-career. Uh, finished his career off at Fitzroy as well. Um, you'll enjoy this one. We had a lot of laughs while we did this. and In fact, pissing myself laughing for most of the episodes. So I hope you do too. Make sure you just subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Give us a rating and follow Backchat on YouTube to watch all of our episodes. Enjoy it. That's right. Dougie's just realised what's going on in here. We've got a Western Bulldog scarf over the back. We've got a Western Bulldog scarf on, Dan. We are very, very lucky Absolutely. to have Doug Hawkins in the house, ladies and Legend. gentlemen. Back chat powered by Fleet Network. How are you, Dougie? Will, Dan, how are you, boys? Good, Bloody mate. Good. It's good to grace us with your presence here in Western Australia. It's good to be here. Mousey's got you over here, doesn't he? Shout out to Mouse. Yeah, shout Lovely out to man, Mouse. Will. Uh, Dan the Mouse, he's a very, very... A-grade smooth operator, the mouse. <laughs> yeah, is. that is correct. No. Did you say he was off to get some cheese? Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> he actually did say that, Dan. He's scurrying off. Now, yeah. Doug, we asked the same question to every guest we've ever had on this podcast, and uh, you are one of the most distinguished we've had on here. We want to know your greatest sporting achievement. Now, we know what you've done on the football field. Best and fairest, uh, Victoria captain of your club, games record holder, Western Bulldogs legend, You've got a wing named after you, Dan. Mm. Um, he's got a fair bit going on. We know you can play football. We want to know your greatest sporting achievement not on the football field. So I used to play footy. I was an under-9s state hurdling champion. Dan Const. Uh, which one do I pick? Uh, I'll go with the cricket one. Five for 16 in the grand final. Under-12s. Under-12s cricket. Game on the line. Game on the line. Five we, lost. we lost. What sort of sporting talents have you had outside the game of footy, Dougie? Well, boys, probably mine's cricket. Really? Yeah, I, I played uh, in the Sunshine District, which, which is in the Footscray area type of thing, and played Hatch Shield, which was under 14s for Sunshine. 
I played with a team called Sunshine Morris CW. Yes. And then I played Dowling Shield, which was under 16s for North Melbourne, not Footscray. I had a mate from Braybrook who was actually the captain. This is only my first year in the under 16s going over to, to play Dowling Shield. Good. So I, I played Dowling Shield. Um, this is good. Areas. I was a mm. fairly quick bowler, very. Uh, Fairly quick, but very erratic. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. They did, the batsman had no idea where it was going. Not the so. wild thing, Sean Tate, Steve. <laughs> I just let him go as fast as I could. And anything when I was batting it was loose off the wicket, I'd just smash it. And um, so I played that. I, I actually played under 21s for the Vicks, Victorian um, oh, right. Union side, Union. Right, so you got some talent. And made the Australian under 21s. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So for me, boys, um, I'd probably say um, – Cricket outside of my footy. Uh, and under 16s at Sunshine, talking about making runs, I made 130 in the semi, we won. Made 104 in the granny and we got beaten. Oh. That's it. So you're a fast bowler that's smacking hundreds. And come in second or third drop. <laughs> and just anything anything not on the wicket was going to go over the <laughs> going to go anywhere. We bloody love that, Doug. That's that good. is good areas. That was it, Will. Dan, I, I, I love my cricket. Um a matter of fact, Royce Hart was the coach of the Bulldogs and I was still playing cricket at my local cricket club and we are in a grand final and he said, mate, if you're going to play cricket or footy, what do you want to do? Well, it wasn't too hard to make that decision because I was playing at 17 and this is back in 1980, 81. I was 21, 20, yeah, 20, 21. Royce said, mate, make a decision. What do you want to do? Yeah. So I had to stop playing cricket. Yeah. Would you have made the same decision with the money that's on the table in cricket these days? Um, probably not. <laughs> then again, you only you only got you got to be the elite to play yeah. in the elite. So would I've been good enough to do that? You never know, do you? I mean, people say, "Oh, well," um, you, but you don't know if you get in that same environment of footy and training and and putting the hours and and the effort and the work and the improvement. You just don't know, do you? Well, you're one of the best to ever play the game of AFL. You're in the uh, AFL Hall of Fame, the Western Bulldogs Hall of Fame, Footscray captain. Games record holder at Western Bulldogs. Played a bit at Fitzroy as well. I'm going to get into that as well. So you were able to do it in AFL. I, I wouldn't put it past you in the cricket either. Let's wind it all the way back, Dougie. I want to know about a few things. I'm going to talk about your upbringing and the way uh, you went through Baybrook. You mentioned that before. But your first car and your first job. We're, we're sponsored here by Fleet Network. Backchat's powered by Fleet Network. Mm. Uh, they do all things cars. What was your first car? Can you remember that? My first car was a yellow Gemini. Wow. From Ken, Kevin Dennis uh, Motors. Holders. Shout out <laughs> Kevin right. Dennis Motors. The, Still club actually, uh, the club gave me five grand when I was 17. And I, I don't know why. Why would I do that? Uh, a yellow Gemini with brown seats. <laughs> yeah. uh, my nickname was the Hawk. They started calling me the Yellow Canary very quickly down there in Braybrook. Um, so my first car was that. I, I, it lasted six months. I blew the motor up. And I bought myself a Sandman panel van. What's a Sandman panel van? The one that's got the window on the back, right? On the back. Up. If this van's rocking, don't yeah. bother knocking, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Your daughter might be in the back. <laughs> so I had, the, I had the Sandman panel van. Uh, and all the boys used to rock in there, all the Braybrook boys. I'm not playing lead footy. Just turned 18 and... Uh, all my mates from Braybrook would be in the back of that. We used to go to the Greyhounds on a Monday night in, in the city and <laughs> have about 15 blokes in the back of it. <laughs> That's unreal. That's good. Uh, what was your first job? The first job was uh, working in a sausage factory <laughs> when I was 15. Why is that funny? It's just like the sausage factory yeah, well, has a different meaning these days. Yeah, and it was funny. It really was. I mean, I, I left school. I was only, I think I was form three, form four. And I, I remember this van pulling up. 
in the Braybrook there and the back door opens up and I get in, there's about six, seven blokes in there all drinking long necks with, with paper bags on it. And, hey, mate, you want one, son? I said, no, nah, not, not really. It's up past five in the morning, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, nah, not really, mate. I'm uh, just come out of school at <laughs> I lasted a week. I said to the boss, I'm going back to school. I said, I'm not doing this shit. I can't do this shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I was working in a sausage factory out of Leverton. It was pretty, pretty, pretty tough and pretty hard and pretty, pretty rough. And um, but just making sausages wasn't for Dougie. <laughs> that, that's that's that sort of sums up a little bit of your upbringing, right? What, what was that like? Can you take us back to? Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. Yeah. yeah, commission flats. Me, and my mum, and my sister, and um, Braybrook was the sort of place that what's not yours. Can become yours pretty quickly. <laughs> quickly, <laughs> just knock it off and run it off. You go and uh, so living in those commission flats as a young kid, I was pretty. It was pretty tough, pretty hard. Yeah. Um, you may have heard this story. When I, I got a brand new skateboard. No. Haven't heard this. No. I, 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 I skated down the milk bar. I parked it at the front mm. of the of the milk bar. I went in to get a can of coke. And this little kid was standing. I'll never forget it. One cent, two cents of those, one cent of those, and lollies. And so about three minutes elapsed. So I got me a can of coke. I got outside, and there was my skateboard sitting on bricks. <laughs> so I'm going to pinch some wheels off my skateboard. <laughs> so this is how hard it was. This is, as I said, what's not yours can become someone else's. So oh, I picked my wheels off my skateboard. So I picked the board up and went home to mum, and mum was going to kick me backside. She was going to give me hell. And, and when I walked in, Mum was taking the wallpaper off the wall. Yes. I said, Mum, we're doing some renovations. She said, no, Dougie, we're moving. Right. So when you move from Braybrook, the wallpaper come with you. <laughs> the wallpaper come with you. <laughs> 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 That's how hard she it was, Will, Dan. <laughs> when you left, the wallpaper come with you. That's how bad Braybrook <laughs> <how tough> <laughs> was. <laughs> Did you ever get the wheels back? Uh, no, I never got them back. But I tell you what, there was a knock at the door. Mum paid the rent three weeks in a row on time. The knock at the door, the coppers asked him where we got the money from. I'm only taking correct, it. correct. But it was, it was, it was a, um, it was a very tough upbringing. Um, I think, I think it's a huge part of who I am today um, because um, it taught you to stand up for yourself. Uh, I got a lot of people saying you can't do it and you can't do this and, you, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Teddy Witten come from Braybrook, mm. the great EJ. So if EJ can go on and do what he did, well, why can't Dougie Hawkins go and do it? Um, I, I, my junior footy club was just sensational. It was just sensational. I was spoiled. What was it, Braybrook? Braybrook Footy Club. Yeah. yeah, I played there for eight years. We played in seven grand finals and, and won six flags. Wow. And that comp was good. That comp was really good, right from the under-12s into the under-17s. So I'm a two-time three-peat. Wow. wow. First year, third, won three. Got skittled in the under-15s first year and then won three more again. And that was a club who, I mean, I, I can kick both feet. I mean, sorry, I, I was a natural right footer. Yes. My left foot wasn't much chop. But the Braybrook Footy Club, they're, 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 um, co the coaching down there was just fantastic. Both feet. You've got to kick both feet. Right. And by the time I was 15, 16, I'm, my left foot was better than right. Well, because once you entered the AFL, that was your reputation. Your, your left and right were, were the, the same, basically. So you put that down to your junior footy there. 100%, Will, Dan, 100%. And it was a Braybrook footy club. Uh, they, they had us at training nights where if you miss your target, it doesn't matter. You're going to handball left hand if you're a right-hander, if you're opposite of whatever it is. And we just kicked left and right foot for night on end. And wow. and in a game on the 15s, mm. I remember standing going bang on my left foot thinking, 
And they're on the mark. Where's this bloke going to go next? Yeah, right. You just make it up as you go along. You would hate my career then, Doug. I kicked on my left once in my whole career. I oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was fast enough to get on my right, though. But you probably <laughs> yeah, were, too. Yeah. I've seen some of your footage, some of the best highlights ever yeah. watched. Uh, let's go to that. Your debut. You debuted against North Melbourne, yeah. the team you supported as a kid. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. You're a North Melbourne supporter? Yeah, correct. So did that feel good, bad? How did you feel? Uh, it, was, it was pretty scary. It was pretty scary stuff. I mean, I'd, I'd watched them in that grand final the year before in 77 when they drew with Collingwood and then they beat him in the replay. Yes. And uh, my hero was Keith Gregg, who, who'd won two Brownlows in 73, 74. Uh, I was a huge fan of Malcolm Blight. Um, I love Barry Cable. He's a fantastic player, terrific player of the Kangaroos. Uh, Sam Kekovic, Ross Glendening. Ross Glendening played... The same day I played my first game was his first game for North Melbourne. Really? Wow. Brownlow medalist. Big Roscoe. Big Roscoe, number four. Wow. So I debuted and he debuted for um, – he might have been a little bit older than me. How old are you? I'm 63 no. now, but I was 17 then. So he might have been 1920, I wow. reckon, when he first started at North. So he debuted on the same day. So you're debuting against reigning premiers. Reigning premiers and I, and I lined up on Keith Gregg at, at middle of the second quarter. Go to Keith Gregg, and I thought, what am I doing here? Are you, just, are you shooting yourself? I shook his hand. I, thought, Damn, I, shook, I shook his hand. I said, I called him Keith. G'day, Keith. He said, he said what do you call me? <laughs> he would have read in the paper that I love Keith Gregg. Yeah. He's my hero. Yes. He said, son, you call me Mr. Gregg. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. I said, hello, Mr. Gregg. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next week we played St. Kilda, and I put me in there to shake hands with the St. Kilda opponent. I said, g'day, Mr. Muir. Robbie Muir. <laughs> said, what do you call me? <laughs> said, I'm Mad Dog down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone from Keith Gregg to Robbie Muir, who, by the way, is a very good player, Robbie Muir. Yeah. Great, got white line fever stuff, but he, he could certainly play. So my first game was against North. Um, we got smashed. Blighty kicked nine or ten. Um, I had seven or eight kicks. Uh, struggled. Kicked a goal. Yeah. Um, but to go from Braybrook under-17s was my last game. To go and play in front of twenty thousand people at the Western Oval, just now the Witten Oval. Yes, it's pretty scary stuff for a yeah. kid. You know, I was only ten stone wet. Yeah, and here I am. I'm gone for my last game at Skinner Reserve in Sunshine in a Braybrook under seventeen grand final, <laughs> lined up against the reigning premiers. Mm. You know, and then see David Dench and all these sort of blokes running out in the ground. I'm thinking, what am I actually doing here? <laughs> Why am I here? So those first five years at the club, eighty five, you blokes played in a prelim. You lost to Hawthorne by seven points, but those five years were, were pretty tough. Eighty to eighty two, you yeah. won six games yeah. in fifty six games out of yeah. fifty. Yeah. So that upbringing, you speak about your junior footy, you're going through Braybrook Juniors, left and right, come into a side that's not going well. You get to a prelim eighty five. That must be you must have had a core group of players there. That yeah. what's your reflections? Well, on that I, time I, I was actually going right. I was leaving the Bulldogs in eighty two. Right. Um, I met Kevin Shooty about four times um, and we chatted about, it was going to be me or Brian Wood. Um, I was only 22, Woody was 28 and I made a Shooty's at Richmond and uh, a bit more money than Footscray could give me, but it was one word for the boy from Braybrook. It was called loyalty. Really? Yeah, I love my club, I love my jumper, I love my brothers. Uh, we, didn't, we weren't having the success that we wanted, uh, that I wanted. Um, I went there for my good mate, Robbie Gronawagon was was my was my um, best man, my wedding, I was best man in his, and and we just wasn't going anywhere, and, and Dougie Hawkins was going. Hmm. I was going to Western. Imagine playing with 
Tim Watson and Simon Madden and Terry Danaher and Paul Vanderhaar and um, Mark Harvey, Mark Thompson, Glenn Hawker, the late Merv Nagel, Leon Baker, Johnny, um, what's the big, Duckworth. <laughs> it was a good team. Oh, imagine me sitting on the wing at Essendon. But you sat on I'd the kick three a game. <laughs> I, would, I would kick 60, 70 goals from the wing. But playing on a side like that. You sat on the wing at Bulldogs and made a good career of yourself. Did, was Mick Mullen, when was he coaching? Was that during that time? Was Mick that started in 84. Yeah. Um, Bluey Hampshire was a coach and Mick replaced him. Um, was that his first senior coaching? Yeah, job? and he was, you know, he was only 32. He right. just finished playing well. at Richmond. Mick Mullen arrived in 84 and he, he changed the culture of the Footscray Footy Club. From what to what? He took them from guys who just want to have a bit of fun and uh, have a drink and, you know, have a go. We had a go, but not good enough. We're there to win. We're not there to be losers and just be nice blokes and all that sort of stuff. So uh, he changed the whole culture of the footy club. He brought a lot of Western Australian players over that time in 84, 85. Um, Andrew Purser was already there from East Fremantle. Jimmy Sewell was already there, East Fremantle. Mm. Black called Ian Williams from Swan Districts come across as well. Got Budgie from Essendon, Tony Bahaja. Uh, Simon Beasley, one of the greatest full forwards, well, out, like Templeton, Calvin Templeton and him for me. Beasley was a fantastic player. Swan Districts, mm. I reckon it was. A bloke called Alan Daniels was playing from Claremont. And, of course, the, Brad, the great Brad Hardy. Brad so, Hardy wins a brown in his first year. In Mick's first year. And it, Brad's Mick's, first year. Uh, Mick's second year, Brad's first year, Brad Hardy. Stumpy legs, long sleeves, doesn't look like a football player, but tell you what, he could play footy. <laughs> He could play footy. He, he took Charlie home his first year. Wow. Oh. So Mick Mick was fantastic. It was just we clashed a few times, but at the end of the day, he's my boss. We shook hands. We got on with the job. And and here we are playing. You know, We only missed out one game in 84 to play in his first year to play finals. And next year, we'll ride in the mix. It was Hawthorne, Essendon, Bulldogs. Mm. We could beat Essendon. No, no problem. We beat them during the year. But we had trouble getting over Hawthorne. Did you um I've heard that you guys used to celebrate pretty hard after just regular season wins. Yeah, we, we did, did, yeah. Did he change did. much of that? Um and what sort of celebrating bit, we talking yeah, about? Yeah, we we did we went pretty hard. Like if we won a big game on a Saturday, I'd be Sunday, Monday, just be start pulling up Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so we no, we went pretty hard. We went pretty hard and um I mean 85 the semi-final after we beat North Melbourne to go into a prelim final. Yeah. Uh, I think that night we had a couple couple of quiet ones. I'm not sure who knew about that, but we got away <laughs> and I thought, we're in a prelim final, you know. But we went, we're one game away from playing a granny in front of 100,000 people was what my dream was, MCG. That was the norm back then, though. It, it would it'd be frowned yeah, upon Yeah, it, right it was. We went, we went to a Chinese restaurant. On the way up, we grabbed half a dozen crayfish out of the, out of the, out of the tank. The bloke said, my crayfish gone. And this Steve McPherson's bag was jumping. <laughs> <It> was jumping. <laughs> <coughs> so is it normal across the league or just in in, oh, in general, uh, Dan, it was it really um, – that was sort of the culture a bit. We'd have a beer with your mates and celebrate a victory and um, and that, that was sort of even, – even right from my first game. There was a couple of slabs put on the table after the game against North Melbourne. Pies come out, pasties and that, and that was just – You'd have two or three beers before you go in the shower. Mm. That's just how it was. So you never played in grand final. You played over 300 games for Western Bulldogs, some games with Fitzroy as well. Is that a 
a regret? Is it the circumstance? How, how do you reflect on that? One of the great wingmen to ever play the game. Yeah. So if I if I showed disloyalty and went to Essendon, I, I've got, I, I would have played in the '83 losing grand final. There's one. Would have played in the back to back '84 '85 when Essendon beat Hawthorne. There's two winning. That's three grand finals. 1990, I would have played on the late Darren Mullane yes. in that grand final. Not Greg Anderson. Dougie Hawkins would have played on him. Uh, there's another granny which they lost. But in 93, I was still going around and they beat Carlton. So I actually could have been a three-time premiership player. And that's what it's all about, Will. You know that, and you know that. And, and and I made a decision to stay with the club with loyalty. and I love my club and my mates. Uh, I, I could have been a three-time Essendon premiership player. Mm. Simple. It does sound like you. It sits well with you being loyal to your mates, though. I mean, that f- feels like it's a strong value coming. Yeah. Through. Well, I mean, yeah, it was, but at the end, I didn't get showed much loyalty hmm. when my time was coming towards the end of my career with the Bulldogs. Um, so I wasn't shown much loyalty after serving the club for seventeen years, you know, which was. Which by that stage was half my life. That mm. was my second home. It was sometimes my first home. Uh, that footy club. It gave me a belonging. It was fantastic, and and I didn't get shown the the respect. I think in my last year in 1994, I just broke Ted Witten's record. Seven weeks later, I get sacked. So I don't know what happened there. I know you mm. finished at Fitzroy. Can you mm. tell us what happened? Well, I, I broke Teddy's record, which was something special. I yeah. mean. We know we spoke about what footy's about. It's about grand finals, but that was Dougie Hawkins' grand final. Uh, to break the Mr. Football's record was just something special. And had my kids there and Teddy was there out in the ground. He was out there with a the suit, yeah, handballing the ball back yeah, to him. Yeah. <laughs> the ground was chock-a-block. We're playing the Cats, who'd been – we couldn't beat them. Uh, Malcolm Blight was a coach. He'd never played at North Melbourne in a losing side against Footscray or coached against a losing Footscray side, but he did that day. He did that though. Your bikes won. Yeah, we got him. Yeah, I started on the bench. You reckon I was happy? As <laughs> <laughs> you can see, I've moved on. I'm not bitter about it. But <laughs> <laughs> Alan George was the coach. Jeez, I was pissed off. Really? I was filthy. Yeah. I and mean, the week before, I equaled Ted's record against Richmond. I played one quarter. I went home. I said to my wife, Raylene, I'm going to retire. Equal with Ted Whitten on the same stage. Hmm. She said, no. Nah. I said, yeah, I played one quarter, two kicks, one handball. And then I got a telegram back in those days from Teddy. Really? Changed my whole mindset. He said, son, you're a Braybrook boy. I'm proud of you. My family's proud of you. You get out there and you stick it up. You get out there and if you start on the bench, you stick it up when you come on. So that just changed my whole mindset. I said, you know what? I'm going to go out and do this. I had a good game. I had 24, 20. Matter of fact, Rosklin didn't even... Called, I did comments on that game on Channel 7. He gave me three votes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Roscoe looked after Dougie a little bit. We're going to have Roscoe on here. Yeah, That'd be good course. to chat about. Yeah, Roscoe gave me three votes that day when I broke Ted's record. So was that late in the late in the year? That yeah, that was about round 18, round 17. And and then my last game was in the big punch-up against West Coast. Yes. Danny Southern and uh, Peter Sumich was involved in that one. I've had Danny on the yeah. podcast about that. So you were in did, that game, were you? I was in that game. That was my last game ever for the Bulldogs. Really? That was the last round of '94. Uh, um, I was in. I got in a bit of a scuffle with Chris Lewis, who's a good. I love Louis. He's a good fellow, Louis. Me, Steve McPherson, into that, and then Tony Evans grabbed me from behind, dragged me down, and 
tore my groin. So I didn't, play in the, I didn't play in the final series either. Like there was three, three, two, the two finals games. Yes. Uh, Billy Brown has kicked a goal after the Simon in, to beat the Bulldogs in the qualifying, and then Melbourne just smashed us. Gary Lyon kicked ten, and David Schwartz kicked six or something. <laughs> and I didn't play, and I never, I didn't want to go out on that note. I don't want to go out as a bulldog player in a in a game at Subiaco where I tore my groin and, and didn't get a chance to finish the way I wanted to finish. Mm. And I went into meeting with Alan Joyce, saw uh, some other people in there. Peter Gordon, the president, wasn't there. I went in there to sign my contract. I didn't see it coming. You know when you don't see something coming that goes bang? Yeah. It knocks your ass over it. So um, he just said, mate, your time's up. I reckon you're finished. I said, I'm a bit surprised. I said, I've come in here thinking I've got 12 months. He said, well, I just think your time's up. I said, well, I think I'll make that decision when my time's up. I've been here 17 years. You've been here a minute. So we had a little bit of little bit of banter. Mm. Um, I went away and um, I actually rang up Port Adelaide, Magpies, in the sample. In the sample. Yeah, Brian Cunningham was the CEO. And a bloke there I met over the last year, couple of years before, it was Timmy Geneva was the captain. He played 300 game play there, premiership play about six, seven times. So I'm going to go there because I want to play in a grand final. And I was going to fly in. Uh, and then I ran into a bloke called Johnny Burt, who was a general manager of Fitzroy. And he said, mate, would you come to Fitzroy? Is that a Collingwood function? I said, well, I'll go to Fitzroy. I said, mate, no way. I'm a bulldog. I'm not going to Fitzroy. He said, we've got Bernie Quinlan announced on Monday's coach. Tick. <laughs> Tick. Because he was one of the greats of all time. Yeah. Ex-bulldog. Yep. Um, great <laughs> mate of mine. Uh, he'll bring you on Monday. He said, we're going to get Peter Dacos out of retirement. And the eyes lit up. I said, imagine playing with Dakes. <laughs> he hadn't played in 94, so they're going to get him out of retirement to play in 95. But I heard later on that Collingwood paid him to stay, to not play. Right. To be a one-jumper player. Mm. Simon Atkins come from Footscray to Fitzroy, another tick. And then the big one was 12 games at the Witten Oval, home track. Back to front and close my eyes and play on it. Why was there 12 games at Witten Oval? That was their home ground, Fitzroy's home ground. Right. Don't know why, but that's where they played. Right. And we trained out of Coburg in the VFA uh, ground, which was muddy all the time there. And but so there was a few ticks, and 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 in, and in here, I was gutted. I was filthy on the Bulldogs. I was gutted. Mm. And again, where I come from, Braverick, when someone says you can't do it, guess what? It's a load of crap. It's in your heart. And you want to go and do it. Guess what? You go and do it. Do you think then towards the back end of your Bulldogs career that they were, like in hindsight, sort of pushing you out? If they were starting you on the bench and not playing you much? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking that way. I knew that we had some good kids coming through and all that, and, but I still thought I was enough value to the club. Like if I played 14 games, it'd be better than some kids. You know, I, just, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it coming and that hurt me the most. And again, I always wanted to be a one jumper player, um, but I love playing footy. Mm. I've been playing since I was eight at Braverook. I mean, um, and again, when someone says you can't do it, it doesn't mean you can't when you come from Braverook. We- uh, so it was a great challenge. I'm 35. I'm on my last legs. I'm playing with kids. Yeah. Brad Boyd's the captain. He's 21. <laughs> <laughs> playing with Mark Sonotti and, you know, Sonotts and Jeff Hogg and James Manson. Um, Steve Stretch was playing. 
uh, it's just there was, there's a lot of younger kids outside of that. Some old blokes I just named. Um, it was a tough gig. So this is gig. this is uh, 90, 95. Uh, 95, right? You moved to Fitzroy, mm. so you pull the trigger on it, and they fold two years later. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 96 so, they folded, yeah. So in, in the 96. What's that environment like? Going from Bulldogs, one club player effectively, you, mm. you know the reasons you've gone, you're at a footy club and yeah. they're done. Yeah. The people of Fitzroy are very similar to Footscray. They knock about people, give you the last dollar sort of people, and I love that. You know, I love that. And then it was three games to go and Bernie Quinlan got sacked. President was called Dyson Hall Lacey, called me into his office in the city. He was at QC and all that stuff. And he said, We're going to sack Bernie today. I said, What for? He said, We're not winning games. I said, Mate, we're, not, we're no good. <laughs> I said, We're no good. I said, Mate, trust me, we're going we're gonna, to we're, we'll run the good sides for a half and a bit. We'll drop off because we're on a young side. So the middle sides will hang around for three and a bit. We might, we might pinch a couple. Yeah. And the bottom sides were a big chance. But don't sack him. He's one of your favourite sons. Um, Brownlow medalist there, goal kicker that many times. You're going to break his heart. Don't do it. And they, they sacked him. And, I, and I've already spoken to Bernie about playing in 96. So I, I, Bernie didn't. Bernie got the flick and then a bloke called Mick Noonan turned up from South Australia, from Norwood, I think it was. And I had a meeting with him and it didn't go down good. <laughs> he said to me, Dougie, you don't fit in my three-year plan. I said, pretty good, Mick, because if I did, I'd be 39 at the end of it. I'm not sure if I fit into that. <laughs> and I was being a bit of a smart ass. And he looked at me, he looked at me, I didn't think he was too impressed. <laughs> he said, You had a pretty good year. You know, you played 21 out of 22. You got six Brownlow middle votes, finished eighth and best in Ferris. Been pretty good, but I reckon, you know, we could probably play off the bench and maybe in the back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so straight away, I just, the, the warning bells come straight up. And I said, Listen, I think I'll, I think I'll give it away. He said, good decision. Yeah. <laughs> Is it true that um, you stitched up Tony Short during a coin toss one game? He tried to, t- he tried to um, distract him. He, he used with, to do it all the time. With the He'd horses. toss a coin and you'd point. And you didn't even see the coin land. <laughs> Shuri. He's actually he's the one that did my knee, Shuri. I had a total knee reconstruction in 86. Yes. So after 85, yeah. you know, a taste of finals footy, 86, we're going to go again. Right. And round 17 – Sure, he runs a force across my leg, and I've had a total on reconstruction. I'm out, I'm out of footy for 12 months. I've just won the best and fairest. Brad Hardy won the Brownlow. Andrew Purser beat me by one vote in 84 in the best and fairest. So I'm flying. I'm playing my best footy. Right in the middle of me, you know, the right time, you know, probably 24 to 28, 29, that's your best footy. Yeah. And I get skittled. I'm out of footy for 12 months, and I'm sitting around with a busted leg, lost my job, fiancé left me. Just life was just crap, just crap. And I, I, I had depression. I didn't know what it was. And I was drinking a lot. And I was getting in fights, and I just, just off my head. Mm. And uh, and that was what was happening. I, I, I was just depressed, and I didn't know what it was. And and drinking for me was my out. So that was a tough year. That was a real tough year. Eighty six, and we talk about Shuri, yeah, fell on my leg. You know, we're going to play finals footy. This is round seventeen. What helped you out of that? Well. What helped? What helped? I met Raylan. I met my wife. Yeah, hmm. I met my wife. Now of thirty-five years and three kids and four grandchildren. And if I didn't meet Raylan, I don't know where I'd be. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know where I'd, I was. I was just getting back to play footy again in '87. I just started to get back. My league was getting 
ready to go. I was never the same player. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had to change my whole game. I had to play halfback. Played a bit of wing still. But I had to play half back, a bit of forward line stuff. But yeah, meeting Raylene, she yeah, she changed changed my yeah. I, I could not, I may not be here, be here. Who knows? It's incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing, and um, and we moved out of Braybrook, where I lived all my life, to Back of Smash, and and I'm still playing you know, AFL footy, driving down from Back of Smash to you know, it was a fair bit of driving and that sort of stuff. And um, I was actually working at the Western General Hospital. I was a part-time brain surgeon. Trying to operate on my own brain. Um, I actually worked there just in the supply department, so that was a good little gig for me and go straight to trainer from then and head home. And uh, But Raylene, Raylene come along just really, really good, really strong and country girl from Dalesford and uh, just nailed me, mm. just nailed me. Um Given sort of the Western Bulldogs story for you and where you grew up and playing so much footy for him and uh, being so close to EJ and, and all of that, the 2016 grand final, the, the premiership for the Bulldogs, where were you for that? What were your feelings watching that? That was a miracle, <laughs> what they did. Yeah. You know, being a footy players, like you can't do that. They, they shouldn't be, that shouldn't happen. Nah. They come over here, beat West Coast, not yeah. just – but they pulled their pants down. I played in that game. You played that game, would you? I did. Yep. Yep. Because what happened was they played. <coughs> they played against Fremantle in the last round. It was Pab's last game. Up. They, they got, got smashed, up. smashed. And then there was a finals buy, and probably like you before the prelim, or whatever. You know, I was sitting around bye week. Oh, Bulldogs! Like, we'll wipe them. Who have we got in the grand final? Kind of thing. We just <laughs> played in the grand final in 2015. We came fifth in 2016, and we we're playing this bulldog side that were just nothing. Right. So I see a lot of boys here. Yeah, no worries. Come over here, and we'll piss you off. For second week running, they came over and they were just rolled us, rolled us. He, and played, he played about four or five first gamers, not first gamers, but back from injuries. Yeah, yeah. They bought six in. Libertore was one of those, and yep. um, and then to win that, and then to go and beat Hawthorne, win they're twenty eight points down midway through the second quarter. That's right. He's going for four in a row. Yeah. Couldn't do it. You can't do it. Then GWS in GWS. They beat in the prelim. And come back and reload for the Swans. That's one of the great uh, prelims you'll ever see. That was a grand final. Yeah. So the, to me, they can't win. They can't beat Sydney. Did you go to the game? Did you go to the Yeah, I did. I, I actually did. Yeah, I, I actually I actually was nearly late. I had a function in Tasmania. 
in Launceston. With I mouse. Kept, I kept to my word, no, not the mouse. <laughs> it might have been one of Mouse's uh, productions, <laughs> um, promotions. So I, I actually kept that, kept me, because me, I didn't think the Bulldogs would be there. You know, I, took, I took this gig three or four months yeah, before. Yeah, of course. So I was committed. They had a good crowd there. And, and obviously with the dogs playing and Dougie's coming into town and very brecky and so I did that and I got to the airport and the plane was running late. Oh, oh man. So anyway, I got I got in about one o'clock into Melbourne to the airport. I'm driving along and, and, and there's no traffic. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? <laughs> Everyone's there. So I drove straight into uh, Rod Lave Arena, parked my car. The lady there on the gate had me a spot. Parked my car, walked up. Raylan was waiting for me. Away we went. <laughs> what was that feeling so like? I watched the game. What was that feeling like? It, it was, um, geez, I was wrapped for them. I was wrapped for the players. I was wrapped for the club. I was wrapped for the um, supporters. There was a bit of me, there was a bit of me jealous, a bit jealous. Some blokes have played 30 games, 40 games. Less. I played 329 and couldn't get into one. And here they are, premiership second in the club's history. Club's history. Mm. And these boys are running around the MCG for 100,000 with their medallions on their neck. I was wrapped, but there was a shade of me saying, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't love to be part of that. Yeah. I wouldn't love to be part of that. What do you think of the Bond? Marcus the, Bond and Pelly. The Bond? Mm. Mate, terrific young terrific young bloke. Outside of his footy, polite, respectable, gentleman. The bloke you want your daughter to hang out with. Mm. He's a gun and he's a great player. Um I think you'll pop very well on the Brownlow this year. The, the, the problem, the, the big one for me is Libertore. He's the gun. He's our gun. When Libertore's in that midfield, guess what? There's about four or five stand just that little bit taller. And I saw it in, I saw it in Hawthorne in Launceston two weeks ago. He went off with concussion. He wasn't playing that great, but we were six goals to two. And I watched it when he's on the ground. Like Black's just... He is the man. I know I love the Bont. I love the Bont. Tim English has had an outstanding season. Um, Libertor is a man for me. He's my favourite player in the AFL, Tom Libertor. Love him. Is he? Yeah. Cool. You play with his old man. I play with Tony, yeah. So are they the same? They're very similar. Yeah. Uh, Tom has a better kick, um, but their willpower and their, their – if you're in the trenches in the army and it was your turn to go to sleep and they were mining you, you'd wake up. They wouldn't let you down yeah. in those trenches. They're just magnificent. Yeah. The old man and the, and the young bloke. Uh, Thomas Libertore, he is it. He's the man. And and I reckon, again, Eagles, I mean, he plays. I reckon we, I reckon we get him. But that's just my feeling. Um, you had some great rivalries over the <coughs> year, Dougie. You had, you've mentioned quite a few names, but Dipper was someone you played on quite a lot in the wing. Yeah. He was bigger than you, though. He's a monster. <laughs> The monster and yeah. um, Brownlow medalist knocking yep. people out. Can you win? That? Can you believe that? You won a Brownlow <laughs> knocking people out. You guys used to wrestle. Did he ever knock you out? No, he, he tried a couple of times, but I gave him a warning. What was it? I said, if you don't knock me out, I'm going to king it you. <laughs> and he, went, he went like that. He went. I said, Smile, Robert. I call him Robert. I used to hate. Him. I'm the big dipper. Don't call me Robert, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> you used to talk a bit on the ground oh, there. Oh, yeah. We used to spray. We, 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 you couldn't understand what we were saying. We wouldn't have known what we were saying to each other. <laughs> like me and Dipper. You can imagine the spray. We're talking shit. We're just talking crap. And uh, we're born the same day, May the 5th. Can you believe that? We, we're born the same day. We speak six different languages. 
Oh, yeah? Not one's English, but anyway, we're great mates. <laughs> but, geez, we had some great battles. Um, you know, the, the thing about Dipper was he was unpredictable. Like, when you play on blokes like Keith, Greg, Robbie Flower, um, Wayne Schimmelbush, Mickey Turner, Ricky Barham, Brian Wood, uh, Jeff Cunningham, the late Merv Nagel, younger when Darren Mullane arrived from at Collingwood in 84. You, you, I knew what they were doing. I knew I knew I was going to get. But with Dipper, you didn't, you couldn't, he didn't know. Mm. He was very unpredictable. And I'll tell you what, he was very quick. That 10-metre coverage, that 10-metre to get where the contest was, he was quick and, and a monster. And he was a very good player. Um, and we had some ripper battles, particularly that 85 final series, you know, qualifying and the, the prelim. Mm. Um, and then in 86, he goes and wins a Brownlow with Greg Williams, who used to knock blokes out as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was back in the 80s. Oh, it was. We spoke a little bit about what, what it was like back in the 80s. Any good footy trips back in the day? Yeah, a couple of good ones. Um, you know the story as well, Dan. You know that what happens on a footy trip sometimes don't always stay on a footy trip. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. I heard you went to Disneyland one year. We had we had uh, we had um, the, the famous one was Robbie Gronewagon, my best man. Um, we we're on a flight. This is after the '85 final series, and we're travelling in between Fiji and Hawaii. We've had some real air turbulence. It was real bouncy, you know. And the sign come up, put your seatbelts on, and then the next minute you hear this on the Microphone, it goes from first class to cattle class, right mm. to the back to the front. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking, Captain Robert Gronawagon here. He said, as you can experience the last 10 minutes of this air turbulence, it's going to get worse. Put your belt on, we're about to go down to the ocean. This went right across the whole plane. You had stewards running everywhere. I looked over, looked at Mick Mulder, I said, his hand is in <laughs> Mick's on the footy trip. <laughs> Little budgie barge, I was supposed to sit on. Shorty Daniels is Alan Daniels and Brad Hardy, the Perth boys, Jimmy Searle, Andrew Purser. Um, imagine, you know, imagine you get shot by a field marshal now. There'll be someone on the plane. So, he's, so he's jumped on the microphone, told yeah. everyone you're going to crash. Jeez. We're going to crash. Oh. We are going down <laughs> the ocean. So when we got into Hawaii, women and children the, the, would police never, the police never come on the plane. The army with machine guns, you guys from down under, you don't go nowhere. You stay here. Oh. Wow. So we were kicked off the Qantas plane, weren't allowed to fly to uh, Los Angeles, had to go if United. So you're stuck in Hawaii. So Qantas, we're stuck in Hawaii. So about 12 of us said, well, you know what, let's stay in Hawaii for a couple of days. Why don't you stay here? We're not coming back this way. <laughs> so there's about 10 of us or 12 of us stayed in Hawaii. That's that was, it was a fantastic footy trip. And I've been to Manila, been to Bangkok. A couple of good ones. A couple of nice places. Um, were you still playing when they named the wing after you? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, Dan, yeah, it was. Um, what was that like? You got a wing named after you running yeah, around on it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it, it was... Um, the Doug Hawkins wing. Yeah, on my, on my wing out of the... Uh, Michael McLean, Magic McLean, played on the other wing. Yeah. It was a lot drier on that side, and he was just quick, sharp. Called him Magic. That's his nickname. Remember Magic McLean? Michael yeah. played Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, he beat Nathan Buckley in the best and first by one vote the year before Buckley See you was going to jump out. So um, he played on that wing. We had a guy called Stevie Wallace, um, played in the guts. Um, and that wing, my outer wing, was always a little bit damp for some reason. I don't know, maybe there's just a bit of a slope on it. And Mick was up in that box. You could hear everything he, he said to you. You could hear the whole lot. And you can hear the supporters and the opposition giving me a spray and calling me different. Give, who cared? <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> well, Made me go harder. Well, they used to call you. Oh, just yeah, yeah, long. They call, long. Me, they call me softy and all that. And <laughs> yeah, big long mullet back in the day. They had the mullet, yeah. They, um, call, they called Libba some shocking names. I saw some. He fl- loved it. Libba I, loved it. I saw some. He was he was a brutal player, Libba. 
Uh, I saw some um, some highlights of yours. Some great goals, pickups, left and right. You could do it all. Juggling marks. Juggling marks, hangers, like literally everything. But one thing that did stand out, you um, you know, you probably probably wouldn't be cast as the ambassador for respect for umpires round anytime soon. You used to give them give them a fair bit, didn't you? You used to tell them what you think or what? Seriously. Yeah, we we know games emotion and passion and spirit, and you do things that you sometimes think back and look over it and go, geez, I don't know why I did that. It's a bit of regret. <laughs> but in the heat of the battle, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I'm a passionate bloke and I play with your know, spirit and I'd give some umpires some shock of cooks, throw my mouth guard. And imagine, imagine that now. 100 metre penalty. I wouldn't play, I wouldn't get a goal. You were going off, the stuff I've said, you were going off your, off my head. A lot of hands, a lot of hands, com- like throwing your hands completely around. Completely lost, <laughs> lost everything. <laughs> Mentally. A runner would come in and say, Dougie, just come across here for one minute and just focus back. We're playing a game of footy. Back to reality. Can you come you. back to just – can you just give me something? <laughs> I, I, was, I was just – I was ratty and it, was, it wasn't a good thing for – but back then I suppose, I mean, no, I was, I was, I was mad. Did they talk back to you at those times or did they just cop it? Like the umpires. Would they... um, umpires, terrific. Dougie, shut up, get a kick. <laughs> Peter Cameron on these guys. <laughs> shut, Dougie, shut up. You know, you know that some umpires just look at me like this going, he's off his head. <laughs> he's totally off his head. So I didn't pull well on a brown like. <laughs> you got fined a thousand bucks one day for Fitzroy. Yeah, I got fined for, for umpire abuse. Umpire. Yeah. What happened? No, I, I just, I, I gave him a shock and spray. Yeah. So he said, Monday night, I've reported you for three occasions on swearing. I've swore about 40 times. So, <laughs> so I go to the tribunal. I, I took it a character reference. I took your Merv Hughes with me. <laughs> did you actually? Yeah, I took Merv in. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. We were going to go to a function down in um, Hallam. We are going to get a taxi down with there. The knock, off, there might have been mouse, <laughs> mouse promotions. And, um, so I took Merv in as my character reference. And Ian, Ian, Finlay, Ian Finlay was my advocate, and we'd been we'd been to the Braver pub in a few beers <laughs> Pre- previous to before the... going into the tribunal. <laughs> and my wife said to me, "Ryan, I said, listen, there's something you've got something shifty going on there." I said, "Yeah, I'm taking Mervin as a character." <laughs> she said, "Oh no!" So don't do anything stupid. Yes. Don't do nothing stupid. Anyway, we go in, and me and Mervin stand there, and the chairman was Neil Busy. Remember Neil Busy? He was a big fella. He, nah, he, no, no. Anyway, his name his, it was, his name was Neil Busy. Yeah. So we stood there and I looked down the head table. I said, excuse me, are you busy? <laughs> he said, "He said that's right. And then Merv said, in that case, we'll come back in three weeks, have a chat, you're a bit busy. So we sat down. So I got fined a thousand bucks. Yeah. and um, That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, it was. Particularly playing at Fitzroy. But, <laughs> and then the next day we had talk back on radio. Fitzroy people rang in and said, Dougie, you've been great. You know, you've been grouse. We're going to pay for your fine. Hmm. Footscray people rang in. I'm thinking, how good is this? So I'd cash and checks come to the radio station, cash and checks come to Fitzroy. I'd cash come to Boy Jordan back as smart. I'd made nine and a half thousand dollar profit. <laughs> this money kept rolling in, little Dan, seriously. I said to Raylene, what bloody hell is this? So we gave Busy the thousand. <laughs> busy. I put three and a half in the phone account for the horses, like a bit of a punt of horses. Yes. And the rest we paid tax. You gotta you gotta pay your tax. Of Thought course. you might have. Murph might have had a little lick. I might have sling Murph 50. You're going to get a slab. Oh, that's very good. Uh, your, your career finishes, mate. We've spoken about some of the things there. 
you pretty much move into media. You're doing media while you were playing, weren't you? And the, and the footy, the footy yeah, show footy stuff. Yeah, footy show just took off. '94 um, when I still um, when I broke Ted's record. Yeah, that was big stuff. Yeah, um, with EJ being in there, the Channel Nine Sunday Footy Show. Teddy was on that, uh, and then '94 was the the start of the footy show where Eddie would. Eddie was just the best host. He was the best host in Australia. He's, he's a magnificent. Sam Newman, love or hate him, was a footy show. Yeah. And Trevor Vegemite, well, Vegemite sat behind the bar, cracked a few jokes, <laughs> and we just talked shit. We just sat there and just talked crap. His name's Trevor Marmalade. Yeah, like, Trevor okay. Marmalade. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it, it was just a show. It was a juggernaut. It was a juggernaut. You know, and You're a big part of it. Yeah, well, I, I, I was a big part of it. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it was you'd, you'd go to places around Australia, and it wasn't about Dougie Hawkins playing 350 games. It was about Dougie Hawkins on the footy show. Mm. Sam Newman played 300 games. It was about the footy show. So it, it was, it was, it was real big stuff. It was, it was, it, yeah, it was. Because I mean, I'm not a TV performer. I'm just a knockabout footy player. I could play a bit of footy, and um, and all of a sudden here, you're, you're on millions of people watching you. And I, I'm not. I haven't got the greatest English. I mean, I can slaughter some words. <laughs> The night I couldn't say Mamua, I sat there with Mamua, Mamua, Mamui. <laughs> Sam was pissing himself laughing. I'm, what were you trying to say? I was trying to say manure. <laughs> I couldn't say it. <coughs> I couldn't say it. And I looked at the camera, I went red hot, the red light went on, I'm thinking, here I go. All I want to do is say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. And, and then uh, Harvey Silver's, the producer's going, <laughs> say manure. Because he knows I can't. And Sam knows I can't. <laughs> So I went Mamui, Mamua, Mamua, <laughs> just slaughtered it. And then when I say Arx, I was Arx, just Arx Dougie, you know, Dougie knows, just Arx him. So that was, that was for me, at the start of that, I, I felt a bit embarrassed. And then when Sam came over one part of that show, he said, Dougie, that was gold. That was magnificent. Mate, don't take yourself serious. Don't be scared to love yourself, mate. That's gold. That's what it's about, ratings and that stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. And I didn't care then. Yeah. Once Sam said to Hawk, just, just go for it. Be yourself. Just be yourself, mate. And Lou Richards said to me, be yourself. The late Ernie Sigley and Lou, Ernie Sigley, mad bulldog bloke, Dougie, just be you. Because mm. people would watch and see that you're not you. So you just be you. And if you make it being you, you've got nothing to go on. What are you going to go on there and try and put a show on? Just be yourself. Dan used to – you had a few um – Oh yeah, I remember. Like I was looking at some of your highlights on on YouTube, and something that came up sort of took me back to my childhood of watching on a Pizza Hut ad. Um, <laughs> and I never, as a kid, realized it was you. I didn't. I you know wasn't really deep into footy at the time. Dougie. Dougie. How Dougie the pizza guy. And then there's a young kid, Dougie. Yeah, and uh, we did this commercial in Sydney. Took us about two days to do it. You had about, yeah, one line. <laughs> you had one, one line. <laughs> he said to me, Dougie, give us a tip. I said, you leave your handbrake on when you park your car, Dougie. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. His car was running down the road. <laughs> that was the one line I had to do. I did it about 50,000 five takes. <laughs> I had a big night on down King's Cross. That <laughs> Before <laughs> it or after it? Before, Before it. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am with Dougie. Yeah, no, um, Doing the pizza, the, the footy show was huge. You know, I made a, I went to Channel 7. I mean, it was a pretty dumb decision. End of 97 it was. Um, I wanted to do a bit of commentary stuff. Uh, I thought my role as a court jester was getting a bit stale. Yeah. Um, I left the door for Billy, Billy Brownless. He obviously filled that role beautifully. Um, and I went over to 7, lasted four years, and uh, live and kicking, we did a show. 
me and Piggy Dunstall with Harvey Silver, the producer. I remember that. I remember Andrew Starton, who was the, who took off Sam and um, yep. and, and Bruce Mack, all them people. He was fantastic. That's right, yeah. Uh, and it, it was a shit show. <laughs> it was a shit show. <laughs> and when you get labelled to a shit show like what it was, yeah, not a total shit show, but at the end of the day, we, we, we went away from what we are, footballers. Yeah. Trying to be Bert Newton and Don Lane and that. Well, that's, we're not that. Yes. Dunster was terrific. He, he was a... He never. He made it up. He he didn't have an auto cue. He he was he was outstanding, Piggy. Yeah, fantastic. And it was just a, we're in a big a big um, like a big uh, theatre, and it was, you didn't know if you're on, you forgot if you're on TV or you're working the crowd or yeah. It was a tough gig, um, and then we did four years of that. The commentary stuff was um, was a bit of fun. Like uh, one one day I was I never forget this. I was in Canberra and I, I went the night before. And I had a monster. I had a monster night. <laughs> Big drink. <laughs> and then it's three men, I think, playing Melbourne. And I couldn't give a shit. Couldn't care one inch. <laughs> Not one inch. So you're commentating the game. Yeah, I'm commentating, doing comments. I couldn't care one inch. Wouldn't even know half the players <laughs> on both sides. Anyway, KB at half time was talking with me. And I said, now, Kev, uh, this Damien Drum, he's in trouble. He's in big trouble. Three men, I was not playing for him. Uh, I, reckon they, I reckon they might sack him. He said, a bit hard to sack him. They sacked him 12 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Conley's been the new coach there. I said, Chris live, I said, live, live, live on air. I said, who? He said, Chris Conley's the coach. I said, well, he's going to be sacked then. He's on the outer. Can you believe I did that? That's that a, wow. I can because I'm kind of doing similar things at the moment. I did a thing yesterday. I called, you know what? I figured about my, my – I've called Sean Darcy Luke Darcy again. Really? I've done <laughs> no. it twice now. He wasn't even playing. Well, it's because there's fucking Luke. on your mind. Luke, on your mind. No, Luke yeah, Jackson yeah. plays through. And I'm trying to say Luke Jackson and Sean Darcy. I've got right. Luke Darcy. Luke Darcy. Sean Jackson. Oh, jeez, mate. <laughs> it's no good. But like you say, if you just be yourself and you can have a laugh, yeah. I reckon it's all right. Yeah, so – You don't need uh, to be inch perfect, do the, you? The move to Channel 7 wasn't, wasn't a good move. Yeah. Because the footy show didn't have a 20 years. Yeah. I, I thought it was on its knees. But when you got a pro like Maguire and Sam and uh, and, and and Trev to the stage he left, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good move. Um, final one, mate. Uh, Post footy, he's still on the he's still on the signs. I'm still a, I'm still a construction worker. Mm-hmm. What do you do? In I'm the a road traffic controller. I'm a lollipop <laughs> operator. He's stop a, slow. He's a stop stop slow sign. That's what Doug does. CFM CFMU Union. Yes. Pretty powerful mob in Victoria. Pretty powerful around Australia. I'm a member of that of that union. Mm. Um, I did the job for a week back in uh, – here we go. No, I won't say that yet. I did it for a week. The money went in the bank. I rang the office and said, listen, Dale, you made a mistake. You gave me too much. She said, that's what you get paid. <laughs> so I said, you tell the boss I'm doing another week <laughs> 12 years ago. Wow. So I never had a job that long in my life um, outside my footy. Uh, so I've been doing road traffic for 12 years. Construction sides, good blokes, knockabout blokes. Take your heart out, I'll throw it in the boot, take your vest off, chuck it in the boot, and you drive home. Yeah. It suits me. Um, I'm, I, I'm only casual. I can still go and do my speaking engagements and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a good gig. Is that how you got struck by lightning? <sighs> yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. That happened. <sighs> I was sitting in the box. I was sitting in my box at, um, at work and – just thunder and lightning, and the next minute, this I can see it come straight through the window, hit me on the chest across the left hand side, went flying off the chair, and I blacked out. I just 
And I remember laying there, and I could. And I've never ever ever had a, ever had an out of body experience. Don't think so. No. Yeah. I looked up, my body was going. I was I was floating. And I and I looked up, and I could see the pearly gates. And the great man was there waiting for me, Teddy Whitten. Mm. EJ was there. He said, "How you going, knackers? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on?" I said, "Oh, EJ, I just as I was about to say." The great Polly Farmer put his head over the fence. <laughs> Polly said to Teddy, send Dougie back, Ted. <laughs> we can't shoot him. We can't root him. We can't electrocute him. Send him back. <laughs> so Polly gave me a wave and said, Dougie, piss off. <laughs> Teddy said, <laughs> So I went back down to my body and I woke up and here I am telling the story today. But you got to strap Isn't that amazing? Far That's out. crazy. Yeah, Polly can't shoot him. Can't him. Teddy, send him back. <laughs> you got to laugh, don't you? Oh, but seriously, on a serious note, it was scary stuff. Bloody hell! Hit the box. The box rattled. I come out. My left arm was you know, pretty. Actually, shooting. Yeah. Oh, what if it sad. feel like you got electrocuted? What if well, like? the box just rattled and moved and bounced, and I went, "What the hell was that?" I, I think. I think. The pain in my arm. I think it was more. I think it was just the fear, the fear factor. I was. I never felt like that. It was the noise was just frightening, mm. and, and and the box rattled. And then they said, "Listen, you got to go and get an ECG at the hospital and all that sort of stuff." And Jesus Christ, it was it was a scary thing. Yeah, yeah. brutal. Dougie, we're going to wrap this up. We're almost finished, mate. That's that's us done and dusted, Dan and I. We have got one last <laughs> segment. And being a media man like you are, and we're going to get you to lunch as well. Social media. Not social, social. That's right. Yeah, I knew he'd like that, Dougie. Social media. This is where the questions come from the fans to you, not from Dan and I. We've got six of them for you. That underscore J underscore Jaden. Uh, what gave you the nickname Dancing Dougie? Um, probably did my best work after midnight. <laughs> 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 probably dancing last night, clubbed in your mouth. I think. I think just. Um, Footy wise, I was, I, mean, I was pretty nimble on my feet. Not not super quick, but I had pretty good balance. And, and I, you know, I used to chuck myself around a little bit. I played with a little bit of arrogance, a bit of cockiness. You've got to have arrogance. If you're going to play footy, have arrogance. If you haven't got it, don't play it. I agree. Just had that little shade of arrogance. Not go over the top. I, I know where I could get it and go away or stop and, and pull up on it. So I had that ability just to dance, just that little move around and you know, cockiness. And, I like know. that. And yeah. you're good on the podium after 12pm. Yeah, after midnight, I was pretty good. Alex Paul. Uh, we'd love to hear about your relationship with Duggo, Liam Duggan, coaching him as a junior. Yeah, Liam Duggan, uh, I had him back in 2011. Um, we had a young boy who collapsed in a qualifying final, got an elbow in the chest, had a heart issue with it. And the young boy, young Nathan Prince, ended up passing away. And these boys went on and played a final series. And um, they... Um, you know, we had the funeral for young Nathan on the grand final week. Um, how these boys went on and, and did what they did was just amazing. Mm. And Liam was only his first year on the 16s. I played him on a wing. I told his dad after the first couple of weeks, I said, this kid's going to play lead footy. Schumer. Schumer, yeah. Yeah, James. He said, what do you mean? I said, mate, he's going to play lead footy. I said, mate, kick both feet if he has to. He can kick right foot if he wants to. I said, he doesn't need to because he's just so smart on his left-hand side. I said, good overhead, good at ground level, good tank, great balance, not scared. Mate, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And you just saw, I saw it straight away. Hmm. I want him to go to the Bulldogs and come to the Bloody Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
young Duggan there and um, yeah, and these boys went on and won a grand final. It was amazing. It really was. We played North Ballarat unbeaten all year, best side by 10, 15 goals. And what these kids had to go and do, losing a brother, yeah. um, which shouldn't happen at that age. No. It was it was like a second son to me. He was vice captain. He was at the Western Jets. Had the potential to play AFL footy. And um, sadly, it was taken away. And these boys went and won a grand final. Huge. It's bloody good. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing story. And the club never won a grand final in the history of the club, that age group. And they just created their own history. It was fantastic. That's bloody good. Duggo lives two, goals, uh, two straights down from here. Duggo, is he? Yeah, we go past his house. We'll give him a beep on the way home. Yeah, beautiful. Tom, Tom MCGA. Uh, your favourite dish at the... Braybrook, Braybrook Hotel. Uh, Braybrook Hotel. I got kicked out when I was 16 for underage drinking. Uh, three nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Took the money, kicked me out. Um, 25 years later, they invited me back and put a statue at the front of me. So no one can beat that. You got a statue out the front? I got a statue at the front of the Braybrook. Me and Teddy. Who's that? Yeah, so and your I, local. When I do the uh, sporties, I put your hand up, you got kicked out of your logo, all the hands go up. Yeah. And I'll say, leave your hand up. You went back 25 years later, there's a statue at the front. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a statue of me, Jay, at the front, which is fantastic. That's um, Again, I mean, I, I sold papers there as a kid. I sold papers in that Braybrook Hotel. I grew up in there. Yeah. And they put a statue at the front. It's pretty awesome. good. That's unreal. Pretty good. Uh, we, sort of, we went through this. Average yep. 13. So uh, he's just asking if you can say manure. Tell Shit. Mamua. I'll never forget that night. Mamua. Mamua. You need to see him laughing his head off. Gee, du- that was funny. Uh, Dubster? Uh, best post game celebration. Um, There's a, there a fair few Saturdays and got home Monday. Yeah. Mum would say to me, where you been? I said, I can't remember after Saturday, Mum. <laughs> Mum, you're still living at home. She said, Dougie, get in. A, get you're in still living at home at that stage. I was at home. I was only young. Yeah. I was only a young bloke. I was ratty. Um, yeah, we had, we had some good, we had some good uh, celebrations. Last one, Doug. Uh, how do you like your eggs from the Eggman? How do you like your eggs? I like my eggs. Mm. Who's the Eggman? Who's the Eggman, mate? He lost, wants to know. No, no, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a poached egg man. I don't mind fried if I have to have fried. Yeah. I'm, I'm a poachy and uh, Fancy. not big on bacon. Not big on bacon? No, nah, just two pieces of bread and just tuck two poached eggs on it. Snap, break them up, leave it a bit, a bit runny. Yeah. Yep. Chuck a little bit of salt and pepper. That'll do me. Yeah, that's very good. And that'll pretty do basic, us. Very basic. Doug, it's been unreal having you in here, mate. Really good chatting you on here on Backchat. Did you have fun? What's that, Will? Did you have fun? Do I have fun? Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah. you know what? I had more fun going to the midnight dentist in Ballarat getting my teeth ripped out last Wednesday. <laughs> oh. I had more fun doing that than listening to you two blokes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit. <laughs> Thanks for joining us so on Backchat. I'm going back to the Ballarat all-night dentist and get my teeth ripped out. It's more fun. But anyway. No, I'll tell you what you are doing. <laughs> You're going back with Mousy, mate. That's what you will be doing. <laughs> no, I don't want to go back. I'm staying with you, Blake. <laughs> Love big, your mouth. Big thanks to our sponsors, Swimply, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, and of course our very good friends at Fleet Network. They power the podcast this year. Check it all out on backchatpodcast.com.au. Listen to us a podcast. Watch us on YouTube. That's Doug Hawkins, everybody. On your will, thanks, Dan. Go on your boys. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>